that yeah. lovely intro music. Yeah, in to be fair, major. I wasn't waiting for the sting. I was just seeing how long we could have awkward silence for. Oh, right, okay. Well, <laughs> so if that's, if that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. And welcome! <laughs> yes. He broke it. He broke it. <laughs> I did think it was going to be Phil. I w- yes, to be honest, I was just thinking of people listening to this at home <laughs> and, and wondering and tapping their headphones, wondering what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, when you say people listening to this, that's very um, it's, ambitious. It's, at least, yes. I mean, the, oh, right, I'm pretty sure yeah, that at least three yeah. people listening. Oh, this, well, yeah, that's if that's if yeah. we all listen to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, I, yeah. It's yeah. Good. yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So. There we are. Hi. Well, welcome to the 432nd episode of Four Men Who Can't Count. 432nd. Uh, 31st, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, sorry. Off by one. Yeah. yeah. We had to scrap that one, remember? Oh, yeah. 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 I was the one lost where, Phil, where Phil lost the rag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As it I got, it got very blue. It got very blue, just like his face. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, how's everybody doing? I'm not yeah. too bad. Yeah. I'm doing well. Yeah, good. Yeah. Do you want to carry that thought further on there, Phil, or is that just it? I'm doing very well. Yeah, I was, no, I'm enjoying the sunshine. <laughs> it's it's been tremendous weather in the United... Oh, no, we're talking about weather. I've tried so hard not to become British. Yes. But here I am, (laughs) sitting in the fleece, talking about the weather. (laughs) Probably about to have a cup of tea and eat a biscuit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very nice. You've been fully naturalized. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's been good. I've I've really enjoyed the, the, um, the mild weather and a chance to be in the outdoors. Yeah, works being. Isn't that, isn't that as a curious expression in the outdoors? Um, they're not yeah. terribly like. You know, would it say it is, in? Yeah. But surely in would be indoors, and then out would be outdoors. So being outdoors rather than in the outdoors. Yeah. So yeah, I I guess it. <laughs> It just depends on your point of reference and your your and perspective. And how many people on... we want to listen to the chat as well. <laughs> I think it's about your perspective on life, I, you know. And whether I want my photograph to be alongside a uh, pedant in Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> yeah. I know that would Some be that would be a that. high honor indeed. Yeah. No. More likely. And very video. accurate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my my short thing of yeah, yeah how yeah. I'm doing. Oh, but you guys, what's what's good? Yeah. Hi, Johnny. Hi, me. Yeah, yeah, you. Because yeah. you've got you've got the actual. You were away off gallivanting around the world and stuff. That's true. Well, not quite round the world. That like a wee bit round the world. Yeah. When I get to Phileas Fogg, what eighty days? Well, seventy nine actually. Yeah. According to the book. Yep. 
So there you go. One is bet. Um, yeah, I have been to Rome since we last were chatting. Okay. And uh, I, I, well, I went with my family. Didn't just go on my own. Sort of. Yeah, but, that's good. You know, uh, it's all, it's go. always good for them to come with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But clearly, the trip was all about you. Um, <laughs> well, it was to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah. go to Rome. Yeah, it wasn't built in a day. So. No. Yeah. Well, I was uh, sizing up my options, I suppose, as yeah. well. You know, there's okay. a there's a photo um, of me on Facebook, uh, looking at a few of the vestments that are there uh, available. So the you know the shop windows there, the, all these. I saw that. So yeah. that the, 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 the the priests and the bishops and so on would have, and so <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pondering my choices. Oh, but yeah, no, it's good. It was it. It's it's a really appropriately named. You know, all these nicknames like the Big Apple and uh, the City of Love and all these kind mm-hmm. of different mm-hmm. names for cities around the world. But being called the Eternal City is absolutely spot on for for Rome. I feel okay. because it has that. Um, actually, we're chatting about it. I suppose you alluded to it earlier there, Phil, as well. Uh, yeah. Before we were on. Um, this this blend of the old old history mm. oh, but yeah. right alongside some really modern and uh, you know creative stuff that that's there yeah. in, in the Italian culture as well so I mean uh, for, for a, a nickname for a city the eternal city absolutely um, seems to be that is work. yeah yeah and yeah. whenever I had my wee trip to to Derry uh, and got over my dairy intolerance, you know. Oh yeah! Um, Thank you for bringing that up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well done, yeah. No, well no, done. Sorry. Really? Copyright Phil. Yeah. Copyright Phil. <laughs> that that joke was so good; it, deter- it deserved to be brought up in consecutive podcasts. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I named a name dropped. I think it was the the pickled duck, wasn't it? Um, I, I name dropped it as a as a place to yeah, go and you did. have have a fry. Well. I'm going to name drop Giolitis um, in Rome for ice cream. Ice cream? Giolitis. Oh, just special. Just nice. Nice. Really. I'm like, really. Yeah, exactly. Really. No, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Really, really, really lovely ice cream. So, um, although I did manage to ruin both Sarah and Abigail's um, visit there one of the days we went, because we went. I think we were <laughs> we were in Rome for like Monday to Friday, and I think we were there four times. <laughs> it's good work, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, for uh, Sarah and Abigail, I managed to botch up the order on them once, so oh, no. they ended up with the wrong flavors. To be I'm fair, asking. that would wreck the day. So that were you be, were yeah. you ordering in Italian? No, um, thankfully they uh, spoke a remarkably good level of English. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, that I be... thought that might have been an interesting sort of story if you yeah. were doing the orders in Italian and, and just got it yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to order a and given, pistachio. Yeah. And... Given, given that it wasn't that, I think it's it's fair to say it wasn't a terribly interesting story. <laughs> I did. I did pick up on the uh, on the subtext there that yeah, yeah. don't get on to something interesting. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Ice cream with my family. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Gialetti's it's a it's a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. John's recommendation. And we're working it here in another part, which we could we adopt this as a new se- segment of first world problems. You know, <laughs> didn't get <laughs> yeah, my yeah. right ice cream order. Um, but no, one thing that you know, really did strike me was the number of massive 
like well, this is obvious in, in Rome. There's lots of massive churches, um, mm-hmm. all these uh, like big stone edifices and so on. And it's I mean like they're, they're fascinating and there's a historical interest in them and all that kind of stuff. Um, and and I think there there was a, there was a big gathering of uh, the, the, was it the Catholic bishops from uh, around the world. They were starting to uh, were having meetings in and around the whole. Uh, I think. Uh, the child sex abuse scandals and things like that that have happened and so, oh, so right, there was yes. there was, a, there was a reasonable presence of you could you would see uh, you know uh, Catholic priests out uh, uh, heading towards the Vatican and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was there was this kind of presence of the church, yeah. Um, and yet it, it it seems to be a very uh, secular society mm-hmm. or non faith based society. Yeah, and so there was right. these massive echoes of the church, uh, and even that would cast massive shadows um, of the church, um, but without like the church presence there in a weird way mm. as well. Um, I, I, and uh, for a, a while, I've had that thought. You know, when Jesus is entering the uh, entering Jerusalem, and uh, the Pharisees come over to him and tell tell Jesus, "Tell your people to stop shouting." You know the you know Hosanna, yeah, um, mm-hmm. and Jesus' response is basically I can't because and I tell you the truth even if I did, the stones would the cry, out. cry out. Yeah, yeah, yeah powerful. And there's there's a part of me, there's a part of me wonders, and it's this isn't just about Rome, but how many places in the world do we have now where actually the rock is crying out and it's the big stone building, as opposed to the people of God. It's doing the crying out. Uh, it's the thing which pro- proclaims Jesus' name. Um, okay. But in that, this is this is the vestige of, or this is the the appearance of Christianity to the world. Now. Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of places, uh, or, or in places, maybe a lot. I can't quantify that. But um, do you know what I mean? I, I just, it, it just catches me. This idea uh-huh. that where's the where's the real where, where's the dynamism of the of our faith? Yeah. Where's where's the 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 mm. proclamation? Where's the the people um, caring and loving and and giving um, and so on? You know, uh, just find that yeah, the rocks will cry out, and we stuck rock on top of rock and built yeah. our yeah. big buildings, and the big buildings do the proclamation instead of the people. You know, mm. that that it just it's just a reflection yeah. and the two things coming together and so yeah. I said that I, I told Johnny before we came on I'm going to get all serious on you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it I think it did. Um so yeah, there you go. I see no, some I, profound I, thoughts there. I like your um I like the way you, you sort of talked about the, the rocks crying out and mm. perhaps the rocks could be could actually refer to the stones of the temple, mm. you know, some some of the temples we see are, are really ornate, yeah, and spectacular. You know, I can think of um, Barcelona as well, yeah, yeah, uh, Sagrada Familia. You know, it, it is it yeah. is spectacular. It is a, a wonderful sight, but it is, yeah, to some extent, just that. Yeah, there, you know, and Barcelona is like that as well. It is. It's not like Rome that there's a, a whole set of old woven into the new. It's yeah. just a very artistic, yeah, um, kind of kind of city. 
Yeah, yeah. But I do, I do think there is still a lot of proclamation and and people doing good in the name yeah. of of Christ mm. are wronged. But because media, because media is is such a yeah. a vibrant, loud, I, okay. stimulating I, thing. I, I think that, we, that it sort of disappears. What you're getting at is that that maybe how much is the perception of what the church is in yeah. in some of these countries, uh, the architecture, um, yeah. and the fa- yeah. uh, the ornate uh, sort of priestly robes or, or that sort of yeah. that sort of yeah. picture of a of a situation as opposed to um the the guys uh sort of staffing a food bank or yeah um yeah. Mm-hmm. you know or, or or looking after the homeless or whatever the, yeah. the situation is yeah. there and 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 like even in Belfast the perception isn't uh, the wider perception isn't generally I, I would say um that uh, that the church is serving the community. It's it's standing up and fighting, arguing against uh, what many people would see as being progress. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that that there is a, a a place for the church to challenge the status quo. But it's something that mm. uh, the manner in which we've done that, I don't think, is really. Um, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I think. Yeah. I I agree with that. Uh, and I, you know, I, I agree with you as well, Phil. Of course, there's 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 plenty of proclamation out there as well. I just think uh, that when it comes to the church, um, uh, in those big buildings, yeah, there's a there's a closed off kind of appearance of that. Um, and and if you take the passage that I reference, and I, I, maybe I'm shoehorning that um, uh, to a certain degree, but what what's being declared is that this is the son of god you know this is the mm-hmm. messiah yeah. has come um and you know hosanna to the son of david you know this is this is the one um and my question my my pondering is how much have have we uh, maybe in the west surrendered proclamation in the hope that actually just having a church building there does the job you know not necessarily us. Yeah. Just, just I, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. It's and, that, and the other side of the coin is know. that that there is a there is a value in seeking to cherish the presence of God in an architectural oh, wonder. Absolutely. I, but it's it's absolutely. something yeah. that, um, yeah, it's it's not a question so much of where the what the physical situation is it's where the heart yeah, yeah, the yeah. heart from which that is has been born yeah. and for the architect yeah. itself that might have been something really pure and beautiful mm. um but it's mm. something that that doesn't mean that there wasn't a bit of ego involved and a bit of you know this yeah. this is beautiful or or yeah. I, and and like you say oh what what does this then speak about the nature and character of the god that that it's yeah. Um, it's there to venerate or um, mm. or speak mm. of. Yeah, and and even for me, I, I it, it my my concerns less about the actual building, yeah. because a building like while while I I agree with you there in terms of it can be done and to the glory of God and, and, yeah. and church buildings probably they should yeah. be, but uh, there's also that sense of if 
if my people don't cry out, the rocks will cry out. Yeah, the rocks will. And so it's the case of have we got to a point where we aren't crying out and now the only thing that is crying out is the building which is there, which is massive imposing, but actually has no actual voice. You know? Mm. Um, that uh, just... Anyway, look, uh, I, uh, let me let me also say that we, uh, we found a, a place about a kilometre from where we were staying called the Joel Nafuma Refugee Centre. So they were doing fantastic work uh, drawing okay. alongside... Uh, there's a, there's a, a large... Uh, Immig- yeah, in Italy, yeah. and of course, then the cities are where a lot of folks come yeah. to, looking for the best prospects of work and so on. And you can see quite a lot of homelessness around the area as well, and so on. And so, I, I, look, I'll, I'm happy to plug them. Go to Joel Nafuma Refugee Centre. They're on Facebook and so on. And they, I mean, like, was it, I think it was just at Christmas past, they ran out of sleeping bags, mm. so they put onto their onto their thing. Go to Amazon. And this is our address. Buy a sleeping bag, and get it posted straight to yeah. us. I just love that creativity in ministry. Uh, Joel Nafumo was uh, a refugee himself as a pastor uh, from Idi Amin's regime, mm. and he he ended up in Italy. And then the the rector of the church, uh, uh, I can't remember what the church is called, but the rector of the church invited him then to because he just started mm-hmm. ministering to the folks who were there. Yeah. Joel Nafumo. And so the uh, director of the church heard about him and said, do you want to base your ministry from my building, sure. our building? And and so he's yeah. since moved on, but the refugee centre continues yeah. to do this wonderful work. And they, okay. So I check it out. There we cool. go. Anyway, my reflection as a catch-up and so on as well. Johnny, how's things going? Uh, not too bad. Um, follow that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's yeah. it's one. Um, I suppose the life's been re- relatively normal. The one, the one bit of uh, sort of out of the ordinary thing was um, last night. Uh, we had a, a CFC men's night, so we had about a hundred guys from around the the church there. But I had been um, sort of primed uh, to to threw together an ad hoc choir out of the guys um so oh, okay. it was it was one of those one of those ones of oh here i haven't done this ever um and <laughs> and just uh, a nice wee okay how are we going to pull this together and make a good crack and and get a and please please like actually engage with it don't don't do that <laughs> yeah so no yeah. It, it 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 went particularly off. bloke-ish yeah, thing but it went off <laughs> fantastically uh there were a couple of folks who, Great who moaned afterwards uh but they oh. they spent half their life doing that so it was fine um they were just glad of something <laughs> oh, new to, to, to give off about um and i told them as much <laughs> um but the vast, <laughs> the vast majority of folks seem to have an absolute ball with it so yeah, I saw I saw some of the coverage on Facebook. I haven't listened to it yeah. as yet. I will. Yeah, it, um, I mean, it was it was, was very good. much was the uh, wrangled together in about a half hour. So it's it's one, but it was really good crack. And yeah, so I uh, we did a wee. Um, I don't know if you've if you guys have come across. There's this uh, worship project that has been I've I've really just enjoyed. Uh, it's the Porter's Gate. And nope. it's nope. A, it's absolute in terms of the the songs that they they've gone through. There's a real 
um, sort of it's very hipstery, ramshackly, sort of pulled uh, pulled together uh, thing. But in that, oh, it's just gorgeous though. Uh, the the songs that they have, it's um, so we done um, uh, the song that we done was "We Abide in You," and it was uh, I I sort of did the the run up of here's a couple of minutes of all I've learned from being in choirs. Um, you listen to the fellow beside you um, and try and copy what he's doing um, is the main bit. Um, and then, <laughs> and the bit that I've tried to do, but really haven't done effectively is don't sing over the top of everyone around you. Um, <laughs> well, I am loud, um, but no, it's, mm-hmm. it's one that, um, yeah, no, it was just cool. And, and that aspect of, um, sort of just having the thought of where we get our life and we abide in Jesus um, uh, and having that as what we're declaring. And um, yeah, the uh, the chorus in uh, the chorus sort of kicks off with where where can my soul find living water? Apart from you, I bear mm-hmm. no fruit. Um, I'll plant my feet down by the river. We abide, we abide in you. Um, so it's it's just it's a nice thought of nice. let's be connected to Jesus because that's where life and and hope and and joy all come so, from. So yeah, John Fantastic. fifteen, isn't it? Sorry, John fifteen. Yep. John yep. fifteen. Um, the vine and the branches. Aye. So so why why the idea to to do acquire or sing what what was the so inspiration the, the behind that over, a gathering of men? the overall night was called find your voice uh, so they were okay. they had uh, they had a few um few guys primed to do uh to sort of find your voice uh, so you uh, phil you know pete kernan well um and he he yeah, works yeah, for no more traffic um yeah uh, which is a, a charity uh, that's looking to uh, to stop as far as it can um, human trafficking and um, yeah uh, and that and it's one so he was uh, find your voice in the in the cause um, and then mm-hmm. Steve Hart uh, who you would know John and you might you might yep. know Phil um, but uh, he he was then talking about finding your voice in and around mental health and he was just talking about okay. um, some of the the practices uh, he's a, a gp and and does a lot of um sort of uh coaching of uh of gps and and sort of to uh, to provide a bit of support for them so he was talking about that and yeah, yeah. um and uh, then richard gardner was talking about find your voice in the spiritual um and just um okay. and uh, just drawn us back to that idea that everything's spiritual, and in all the mm-hmm. places that we're we're stepping into, we need to have a um, yeah that perspective of um, of yeah, what in God, what are you doing here, and how can we how can mm-hmm. how can this be um, done in a fashion to honour you, and where can I bring your words of life and. And all of that into all of our situations. So, um, yeah, it was just it was good. And I got I got asked to um, to sort of do the the singy bit because they know I'm loud and can sing a bit. <laughs> so, and have been in a choir. Unlike I, I got I got D Mark and fellow Matt Stanton um, to to help um, 
and neither of them had ever been in a choir before, so it was just a wee bit, it was funny. Um, but <laughs> I think everyone had good crack. So, good. so that that was that that's was good. the wee, wee sort of, no, oh, that's new, and it was good fun. That sounds good. I like the, cool. I like the theme. Yeah. Finding your voice. Yeah, that's really um, relevant for, well, for, for men and women, but these yeah. days quite a bit for for men. Mm. Speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think as men we've become quite timid on on loads of loads of places and topics where we could speak out and and women tend to be a lot more more vocal and expressive. Yeah. Yeah. About things whereas we we sort of play it cool and sit back. Okay. And yeah. so yeah, yeah, that's life. It happens. Yeah, and <laughs> well, some of us, not not all of us. No, I, th- I think yeah. it's it's one that, um, for guys to talk about serious things and to be vulnerable, is generally excruciating, uh, because everything around uh, about society tells you <laughs> this is not what blokes do, um, but it's it's yeah. something yeah. that, um, yeah, no, it's it's the road to a bit of. A bit of health in that, um, and that that was a lot of yeah. what Steve was talking about. And um, he had got yeah. he had gotten married um, in the last year, and he just sort of said yeah. that even going pointing towards that, um, and he'd had permission from Holly, his wife, to, to sort of say that. But it was it was just that um, he had sort of seen a few sort of self destructive tendencies within him. And had oh, yeah. uh, had just gotten a bit of counselling to um, to you know where what are what are the core um, things yeah. here that that I need to address and and walk through mm-hmm. um, and he said it was invaluable mm. to him so it, it's it's one I, and from my end of it, I I'm sort of conscious that I'm talking about someone on a podcast. Uh, without having spoken to them about it, but it's, uh, <laughs> but it, it was one I just really appreciated the vulnerability that that he he sort of mm. had engaged mm. in, in in that sense. So yeah, hopefully he doesn't mind me talking. I'll fire my text and just clear it all up. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, but that that was uh, that was that. It was a good night, and I good crack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds a positive, positive event as well. Yeah. 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 That's great. Super duper. Sure. Well, um, is it this week or uh, this podcast? This week's wrong, isn't it? It's, it's this podcast. Um, we are changing things up regarding the C section. Yep. Um, and we're just we're holding it to, to one of us bringing uh, something on that. And this week is. Phil. Yes. Phil, what have you got for us? This this podcast. podcast. <laughs> yes, I was going to say week as well, but that's yeah. that's not right as we've established. Yeah, this podcast, okay. my seat is going to be the Cheatham Library. Have you ever heard of that? I think I think whenever yeah. I was coming over, um, I'd I'd seen the uh, that was one of the potential suggested places to uh, yeah. go. Uh, and around yeah. Manchester. It, it is. It is fantastic. It's just a small 
building and library mm. but this library is actually known as the the oldest public library in the english-speaking world so okay. it was opened in 1653 by a guy called humphrey cheatham who was a, a rich manchester trader he didn't have a family of his own and i said to the the person showing us around they said well he, he made manchester his family and all of his inheritance and the library mm. um, went. He left to the to the city, yeah. and okay. there were these things called the, the chained libraries or the chained books, I think mm. it was called, which were these small portable libraries that he had given to some of the the local churches and schools Super. in the mm-hmm. in the area as well. But they're now part of the displays because these books are are centuries old. Okay. Right. Um, it was just a, a fascinating place to to visit and see the, you know, see books and the detail of information that was that's been captured mm. over the years. There was one called on the equipment. What was it called? On the the sort of role of people's jobs and so on and it was a whole book dedicated to describing job descriptions okay. of people from you know from ministers and <laughs> um <laughs> and so on but in in really fine detail in terms of what a person's job should be mm. and, and their duty yeah. and these books were in a section where Karl marx and engels would have visited and read in okay. this library okay. um leading up to to their writing as mm. well mm. um there's also a <laughs> it was in unison there. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. there was also a a print yeah. and press there i think it still it still works uh, yeah. a couple hundred years wow. old as well um and what was what was funny next to that pre- press was two cases yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were the cases where they kept the, the letters that would be put into the press. Mm. And in the bottom case, or known as the yeah. lower case, was the small letters. And the upper case was the big letters. And that's case. where we get uppercase and lowercase oh, from. Cool. From the printing did, press. Did you, did you bring you know, a copy of Nia and the Kingdom of Celebrations to hand in? To if... slip it in. <laughs> <laughs> because if I, you didn't, you, I did initially you, plan you to go the there, but... But I will yeah. be back. I, yeah. I, will I be like back. that I idea. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my my, yeah, my so work is my, the oldest library in the world. I'm doing it in the English-speaking <laughs> world. And nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I missed this, but is this a is this a public library that anybody can go it's into? Still, it is still public, um, but you're only allowed to enter you can you can once you enter you can stay for as long as you as long mm. as it's open um okay. but it, you have to have an escort on the hour oh, okay okay which is quite interesting so three o'clock wow. four o'clock oh, okay um and the reason for that is it's associated with a school okay the cheatham school okay. of music oh, okay and it's right beside manchester cathedral and it's for the safeguarding the the children is what they it's what they say because yeah. anyone can 
can enter. And I guess they probably have a population control on I, how many yeah, people yeah. can enter the library as well. Because it is old, and to be honest, a lot of the books are really, really fragile and yeah. delicate as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, a suggestion next time you're in Manchester, just give it a visit. You're not going to stay there for a long time, but you will be able mm. to go in and have a you know half an hour to an hour of awe. Yeah. And that's worth it, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I have to say, I that that was the library, Joe, and I were were thinking about going to whenever we'd come over to Manchester. But I think, I, yeah, it's that library or or the Ryland John Ryland library is also. It, it, really it was definitely that one that that's, uh, we'd been looking yeah. at, and I. But I think we spent our, our Saturday much better uh, with. Oh yeah. Uh, so no, with with you, you Nicole, and Adrienne, and and Miles, it was definitely. Yeah, that was that was a good yeah. morning, a good crack. Very good. <laughs> no, a lot of fun. Good stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's sweet, man. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Groovy. I was just thinking, guys, should we tell people that uh, you know where uh, although uh, i've started this and then i've realized my logic is stupid so i'll okay. carry on anyway yeah. is it, i was going to say should we tell our listeners where they can go to listen to this um, yes you know, because sir, you can listen to us <laughs> on on your uh, ipod as you're currently <laughs> It's like, <laughs> how can you access us? Well, on Facebook, you will find links from our personal yeah. <laughs> Facebook pages. Um, yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's why I, I, I realized I started saying it. How should we plug this? Uh, oh, wait a second. You're going to only be telling the people who are currently who are currently listening. listening. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that moment. Yes. It was a funny <laughs> moment, to be fair. So. Um, no, it's yeah. it's one we do need to have an off-air chat about. Um, yes, being better organized. That's probably my my <laughs> my end of things. Sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, so are we done? Yeah. Should we just stop now? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you are you losing the world to live? Moment. Uh, yeah, you see what I did there? You see what I honest, did there? I'm like, come on. Well, I, I didn't actually. That that's an indication of how. To <laughs> also, I I probably I'm like, and I'm sorry, Phil, but see when yeah. you stick the word library after anything, it just makes me go. I just are you kidding li- me? Li- Libraries library. are so full of life, uh, and. Really? <laughs> we're very, we're very different I feel, people. I feel like I've, yeah. I feel like I've disappointed Phil. You have. You have. Yeah, yeah I you, have. You really have, have, man. Well, no, I don't I know if I can. I, I can't even look you in the eye anymore. <laughs> well, if you tilt to the side, you've been off screen for <laughs> yeah. most of this episode, anyway. So. Yes, yeah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> Although I look, I don't get me wrong. I, I think if there were certain things, I'm not going to get you wrong. Interested in, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I just libraries were never a place that I was got excited about, and so on. So uh, oh, yeah, wow. um, um, sorry yeah. to ra- rain on your parade. 
Well, you can't shout in them, so that's fine. Yeah, and maybe that's my problem. Yeah. <laughs> you want to, but you can't. Just that compulsion to want to shout. Yeah. What do you yeah. think about the library? Uh, I can't shout. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's totally it. it. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's all these rules and regulations. I mean, I, I hate yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, sucking so the mortality. Says the denominational uh, monster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you're you're a, a host of contradictions. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. listen to this. Um, this morning I tweeted, well in the future, Sorry. we'll have. <laughs> in the future, we'll have much more of the past than ever yeah. before. That's true. It sounds yeah. like a. Do you know what? It it sounds like a. A little sound bite to advertise The Walking Dead season nine. Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> As you just did. Yeah, well it are, does. Are you a Walking Dead fan? By by season Yeah, yeah, watch it now. Okay. I took I I didn't when it first but came you watch out. It now? Um but I I, I I it came out on Sky Store, no not store, um box okay. sets and that's part oh, okay. of our deal. And so I just one night started watching and went uh, and then the first season was only like six episodes long but it got a bit of cult status i guess yeah. at that time and so the next season was an awful lot longer and so i thought oh, you, you sure, seem, how do we look at the you next seem really season? enthusiastic but, about it yeah right well initially uh, that's what it was initially it was like uh, yeah but then i, I got sucked in oh. <laughs> all the character development and so on so um yeah by by the time we've got to season nine, now it really is that sense of that past is the future, um, because they're leave, living in a very primitive kind of society. Okay. Because okay. it's all the the dead have taken over the world. Oh, so, so that that's quite apt anyway. given the conversation that we're gonna have. It's really. I'm mean, like. I I find it really difficult to believe that the Walking Dead is the connection into this. So. <laughs> you I've went made it that. Yeah. You did? Yeah. I did. I, I apologize. After you left the library. No, he didn't go to the yeah. library in the first place. To be fair, no, That's I true. wasn't going to the library. He didn't <laughs> want to go there. No, yeah. I, I'm much more I'm much more happy sitting in front of a television screen. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so this week, <laughs> this week, this podcast, this, yeah, I don't know, you. this time. We're really this at our time, best tonight, guys. Uh, we... Oh, we are hitting all the notes of Wonderment. Even that word isn't a word. <laughs> I think it is. He's only human after all. Don't put the blame on him. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. To be fair, that okay. is a good tune. So, it is, it is, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know it was. Um, so there we go. Like um okay so tonight we are talking uh, about uh, mortality uh, and, and I guess y- yeah life and death um or, or understanding that we are fragile we're not indestructible and things like that and yeah. I suppose as well uh, and it's a, it's a massive topic and it, it I guess in a way it, it'd be fair to say it came about because of uh. A, a number of things. I suppose some of us have had um, sort of those experiences which have made us seriously consider 
um, our own mortality, um, and that would be heard in our sort of interview podcasts. Um, and then uh, we also have that experience as a, uh, the experience there of, I guess, uh, parents who are uh, getting older. Um, and there's a sense in that uh, that comes from it too. Um, uh, I, and yeah, whenever I was at uh, uh, training, uh, there was uh, I was doing this a, is tra- training for an the ministry, as opposed to other forms of yeah. training. Thanks, Johnny. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, thanks. I mean, I think Phil and I got it, but <laughs> it wasn't necessarily. Yeah, you think other people because tra- training doesn't oh. generally. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I could have been training yeah. last weekend. Yeah, true. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Yeah. So when I was training to be a Methodist minister, um, and I, I don't know that it worked, um, but anyway, <laughs> um, one of my modules was on John's Gospels, uh, John's Gospel. All four um, of them. And there, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and there was an article that I came across in that time, but actually wasn't relevant to any of my... Um, my assignments or anything so it kind of uh-huh. just sat up in the top corner of my uh, desktop for a while um, and I, I never never opened it up but it was called uh, it, uh, sorry oh goodness what's what it called <laughs> <laughs> oh we are uh, no sorry never mind we I am on board um, it was death in the community of eternal life and, uh, and the the title of it caught my attention, that idea of death and the community of eternal life. How do we, uh, who proclaim eternal life, uh, consider what death is and how does you know death in this life equate with all of that as well? And it just caught me, um, it just caught my attention. Um, and a couple of wee things in the article, it's by uh, a lady called Schneiders. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and part of, part of the things it did caught my attention is the problem is not that christians die too soon uh, but that they die at all um, as in die before jesus return um, Mm -hmm. but that they die at all Uh, and it is it is the problem of death in the community of eternal life Um, and i i just thought there's something there's something rich in that uh, consideration but then also in the idea uh, later in it this idea of jesus mourning death as well, you know, as he weeps w- when he comes to Lazarus's tomb uh, and, mm-hmm. and so on. As that uh, sense then of Jesus' tears, this is a quote again, Jesus' tears are an honest sharing in Mary's grief and perhaps in her anger at death, the enemy of all life. Jesus, in his most fully human moment in the fourth gospel, legitimizes human agony in the face of death. Uh, mm-hmm. And then only a little bit further after that, it says, faith is not compatible with despair, but it is no stranger to tears. Uh, and just these things all kind of meld together to make me kind of go, you know what, there's, there's a real richness in this, uh, in the considering of all this. Um, so, yeah, guys, you, you got opportunity to read the article as well. And, uh, and to puzzle with it uh, and uh, and to think about it further, but we don't have to just talk about the article, of course. But that just that whole area of of our mortality and what mm-hmm. it means and how we face it as Christians, um, and actually how we face aging and 
uh, and suffering and so on. And you know, maybe when healing doesn't come uh, uh, and yeah. so, so forth. Yeah. So uh, that's my intro. Somebody else can take it from here. Lovely. Without yeah. any question, just start talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe. Okay, I'll give you a question. I'll give you a question. <laughs> Could it help himself? Like, yeah, yeah. Does does anybody does anybody remember that moment for for yourself? Do either of you remember the moment that you realised that you weren't invincible? You know, like you, you have that sort of invincibility as a child, and then that sense of it. And and actually, I think it goes through into teenage years. That sense of invincibility as you swagger down the centre of the street. Um, <laughs> so what if cars are coming? <laughs> you know. You, you I, yeah, that? I think I think there there are two moments in my life I can really remember having that feeling of how finite being mortal is. Um, there's one occasion I was probably about 21, 22, and I was walking from Zimbabwe's walking walking home from the university along. A road with a very narrow pavement and it was okay. going around the corner and there was sort of a mold of marl someone was repairing their home and i heard a truck coming around the corner behind me so to get myself out of the out of the road because there wasn't any more pavement left okay i climbed up onto the marl to get out of the road uh-huh. and as the truck was coming around the corner i lost my footing and i just started to slip and there and then i just realized if i don't stop falling i am going to end up underneath that truck coming around the corner yeah who's not going to have a chance to see me and stop yeah um and i couldn't stop myself it was only when i got to the very bottom that i somehow found a a grip in the marl and the truck continued on Right. And here I am still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was one of those moments where Yeah, yeah. Where suddenly I started thinking of how, how senseless a death this would be. Okay. You know, I I had various other choices that I could have made instead of I could have been walking on the other side of the road, which you know, so I could see the traffic. Um I could have decided not to climb into Marlin just maybe <laughs> run a bit quicker and get mm. to a safer position um and it just started showing me i guess i felt a bit helpless in that situation that we really have no control over the the time of our of our death mm. okay yeah yeah you know it, it can just so quickly be taken from us yeah yeah, you know we don't we don't know we don't we don't have the the hours put down. <laughs> True. Now, I I would remember uh, maybe more so on the other side of it. I remember as a really young child, somewhere between the ages of maybe three and seven, and around okay. that kind of time, I remember having very vivid dreams um, about being able to fly. Mm-hmm. You know. And this sense of being invincible. And I, I think Superman was my hero at that point. Um, you know, at, at that kind of age. But these, I mean, the dreams were so vivid that 
in a sense, I could probably almost recall the sensation of that, you know, flying, uh, being able. Now, I have to say that my my world was small because uh, I I don't actually remember ever flying like around the world or around the town or anything. Like that. I just remember mm-hmm. being able to fly down the stairs, so that was very helpful. <laughs> it was For very breakfast. ambitious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, look what I can do, um, but. Do you know, it's that that sense of I I don't know what age I'd have been when that sort of superhero invincible indestructible thing mm-hmm. like finished for me, but I know that at some point or other it it came to an end, you know, and uh, yeah, there there was that sense of actually yeah, not even just death, just that you know illness comes. Uh, you know, yeah. Sucky things happen to people. Um, yeah. Life isn't perfect. Always yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. Just the, yeah. You can have that that vision of me imagining myself yeah. Superman, mm-hmm. but flying, <laughs> flying down the stairs, not not actually doing any good or useful. Like no, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I suppose for me, I, yeah. I don't have any particular recollection of, of sort of, when you're talking about feeling invincible, um, that's not really my recollection, um, of of my childhood. Okay. It's it's one, um, like the thing, the things that I remember are like even silly things like playing sports, um, or or wrestling with my dad. I never won once. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it was it was one that I tried to to change the rules so that I could win and all this sort of thing and convince them that yeah uh, like whenever we were playing pool or something like that is you don't need to pot it each time you just need to hit the other ball and it's like no no I'm uh, <laughs> I, yeah oh, dear. so but this is me pre ten like it was it was just to be clear I was yeah I was a silly child but. No, it's 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 one I I don't have any recollection of feeling invincible in that sense, and and it's one I I would have okay. always had probably a perspective when I was a kid of my dad's invincibility because like even in even okay. into my yeah. adulthood he would have been the strongest physically strongest person I would have known, um and yeah yeah and it was one that I suppose yeah. in terms of mortality and all that side of, side of things. Um, I have, I have a vivid memory. He had, he had been quite, um, sick whenever I was sort of 12, 13, maybe, maybe 11, 12 sort of range. Um, he'd had a triple bypass and, um, and that sort of thing. Um, and it was one that I, I remember being very jarred by that experience just, um, for this person who has. Who was stronger than any other per- any other man I'd ever met, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like routinely, there there were five of us, and um, like going going to church and different things like that. Um, like I have I have met folks now who remember us going to church with. Uh, he would have had uh, one on each shoulder and one under each arm. Um, of of us and mum was uh-huh. mum was uh, maybe nursing Joanna or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah. it was it was one of those ones that we were all, we were forever climbing all over him and and that was normal. Um, 
uh, and it yeah. was it, but it was something that um so for me in terms of mortality it wasn't my own as such um although i'd, I'd had an yeah i, I suppose I, the other thing is growing up on a farm it's one that you're there's a little bit in, in, okay. in the yeah. sense that you're acquaint, acquainted with um you know there's a cycle of life that's that that's part and parcel of that okay. and there's also there there's also a, a sense yeah. in which um like any time there was someone who was sick or um or mm-hmm. on you know that that uh, there was a funeral or something like that that uh, mum or dad were going to um as the eldest uh, it was something that from i was in my early teens um i would have been brought along to the funerals mm-hmm. of um of people in the local area um and it was it was a, yeah. we're showing our respects here um so it was something that that aspect yeah. of mortality was never hidden from me uh, which i and it's something that ah, okay. Um, okay. i looking back on it it wasn't comfortable or enjoyable but it's something that i actually really appreciate as i reflect on it uh, that 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 aspect okay. of sort of seeing um seeing people in their grief and um and going there and, and observing my dad because uh, the sort of done thing in a lot of contexts would be that the men would go to the funeral um and and the, mm. the woman wouldn't and from a practical point of view it was it was going to be my dad or my mom um because there were five of us and you weren't bringing five kids along to a funeral um you know that's 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 carnage um on unless it's a very close family member or something like that Um, but it's it's something that um no so i i would have been i i would have been exposed to that from quite a young age and i'm and i'm very grateful for that uh because it's it's one the importance of paying respects at that that sort of painful vulnerable time uh, and doing so with a with a care of i'm not here to fix anything and i because i can't i'm yeah. just here to to show support and uh, and you know to um to mourn uh, with you um and mm. to mm. um to sort of become acquainted with what some of that feeling would be um and mm-hmm. it's one in terms of my own sort of close family, um, I, all my grandparents have passed away, but it, it's one that um, I'm thankful none of my aunts or uncles or, or that have um, have passed on at this stage. So it's it's something that I'm slightly removed from that. But the the vulnerability of seeing my dad sick and then just that that ongoing exposure to this is the cycle of things and and it's something that i i I remember very vividly my dad talking about particularly if it was it was someone who's uh who had a a real faith um he never talked Mm -hmm. about Mm. someone dying it was always um uh you know he he would talk in the car there or back to the funeral or whenever just talking around the in the house um that it was it was a wonderful promotion um and and th- mm, that was right, the terminology yeah. that okay. i heard from i was no age and and the um and it was also yeah. you know where, where folks had uh, endured a long illness 
um, and there was that 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 faith. It was it was a merciful promotion, um, and, mm-hmm. and okay, and it's something that you know we're praying for the family, and we would have done that in our family times of prayer or that sort of thing. But it was uh, it was one that certainly we would have heard mom and dad doing that. Uh, but it was it was something that mm. that was the context yeah. that was so whenever we're talking about mortality it's one that for me the earliest recollection wasn't about me it was about my dad and just sort of seeing seeing this invulnerable yeah. hero of mine um in a hospital bed yeah. um and and that yeah. it was that was tough um and and i remember acting out mm-hmm. at school and um and um yeah but it, and it was one that yeah it, it it just it hit me significantly i don't i don't i didn't have a vocabulary to deal with it for years thereafter but it was one yeah, yeah. shakes all your foundations it's interesting like as as you said that it made me remember my yeah. grandfather my dad's dad um, mm-hmm. And he was the guy who was always doing little odd jobs and stuff. And then you know, it was I think he he got he got cancer and uh, and yeah. really it was a very short lived illness and uh, uh, he he died. But funny mm-hmm. enough, I I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. His his wife had passed um, a few years before that as well. So I'd have been about ten at that time. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't know that it, it, I had the uh, yeah. introspection to be able to kind of go, oh, oh, okay, that means my life is. Because it is that kind of sense of there's still that yeah. sense of when I get to be that age kind of thing, you know, that that, yeah. that yeah. there's a there's a fragility there's a, to, to life, but rather it's it was a case of, I but you still get yeah. to that age, you know. Um, yeah. when, when I had my heart attack... Um, back over four years now mm-hmm. um sarah told me that one of the days when i was still recuperating uh she went out for a walk i, I think it was with the dog and then reuben our, our son went too and yeah. he was only seven whenever this happened so he, yeah. he had he had said we we weren't actually even sure if he had realized yeah. that i'd been sick because <laughs> he, he was just off in yeah. his own world most of the time and um, <laughs> Uh, and so it was kind of it was curious because we didn't know what was going on in his head, uh, whether he had processed it. Yeah. We tried to tease it out a wee bit, uh, but there was nothing much forthcoming because he was seven. Um, <laughs> but on this walk, he just suddenly, suddenly out of the blue, just turns to Sarah and goes, "You know, my dad had a heart attack when he was thirty-seven. Does that mean I'm going to have a heart attack when I'm thirty-seven? Yeah. Oh my word! And it's just a sudden click for him of, well." Maybe that'll happen to me then, but the thing which I also hear in that is that, and I think we all do this to a certain degree. There's that assumption that he was definitely going to get the thirty-seven. That the fragility of life doesn't happen yeah. all the time. Isn't always there. It's just at a certain mm-hmm. at a th- certain age, and we assume or presume that we're going to hit our three score year and ten, uh, or or we hit eighty, or we hit whatever. You know, there's that assumption that it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll get there, or when I get there, uh, and we yeah. don't like using the word "if" in front because it puts too much 
uncertainty in it. Yeah. Phil, what are you thinking? I see your head is held back. You holding your hands are there. Up oh, you can see. see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, some things that are coming coming to mind. I was I met up with a friend of mine, mine recently. Uh, we were talking about this this topic. It is, it is quite a quite a frequent topic of discussion. I find in my circle these days, as we all know men and women in our in our 40s <laughs> you know we do tend to talk about that it's either from the yeah. perspective of our our parents being yeah. Yeah. you know in their 70s and and 80s or in our age group where we start we're slowing down you know suddenly we're not able to <laughs> do as much as we could just five to ten years ago yeah you know it's just this bizarre slowness of of life um, like like now I'm on. I've I've had to be careful with my blood pressure, and that was. I remember when, the the doctor told me my pressure was, was too high, and I need to, you know, rest a bit more and slow down, and, go on medication and all sorts of stuff, oh. and it it does really start to make you feel as though you are. You are properly aging, <laughs> and. Um, but one of the things this friend of mine said was society makes us old. Society sort of creates these these gates or these these stages of of life, um, such as you know, seventy is is kind of it. Seventy is your marker in the sand for for life and that's our expectation it's almost a bit of a curse yeah. on us um that when we start to to move towards 70 we see that as the the stop sign <laughs> of life and anything after that is yeah is just endurance <laughs> um yeah <laughs> and then we then we deal with um retirement as well yeah you know and we we reach the age of 60 65 and we say, well, we have to stop working, and so many people lose all their yeah. their zest for life at that yeah. at that stage. The other thing that was coming to my mind there is, I also remember, I, I, as as we talked about, I grew up as a pastor's son, so I would have been at funerals from quite a, a young age as well. Mm. But most of the funerals that that I attended were of seniors mm. and, and older folk. Mm. Um, until once, I remember a child at our school when I was at yeah. primary school. When one of the she was in the year ahead of me, she was just missing from school for a while, and then her sister was still at school and mentioned, or oh, her older sister has. Mm cancer and we yeah. never really understood what that was yeah. um, and then it was a few months later she was in tears and everyone was wondering what's what's going on and she explained that her sister who was just two years older than us yeah. um, had died oh, wow. and we would have been I would have been about nine mm. at that stage and 
that yeah. sort of struck me because that was a f my first experience of someone not yeah. a lot older than me uh, um, experiencing death and yeah. and departure. No, just when when you say that, I, I there's so, a, a friend of mine who uh, towards the 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 last year two years of his um of sort of secondary school he had he had gotten leukemia and he, prior to that he would have been a very sporty very active guy um and yeah uh, and had it was one he'd been friendly with a lot of the um a lot of um sort of christian folks in the school and it was something that um he had gone into remission at one point and uh, and in that period mm -hmm. he had then come to faith and in a very vibrant and alive fashion and it was something then that um mm. that the um the cancer had come back and very quickly then took yeah. him but it was it was one that um for for a whole heap of his his mates who would have been christians there was that 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 sense of assurance and it was one he, he passed i think i think it was it was either in our upper sixth year or last year at school or just very mm -hmm. shortly thereafter um because half the school obviously turned out mm. for it and it was just it was a really lovely um tribute to to the guy um and and you know again it was yeah. something that you saw someone who was so full of life um, have have that so abruptly, yeah. yeah. Um, or so prematurely, yeah. Um, sort of ended, but it was it was one that in the midst of that there was a, um, there was a, a sort of hope, um, and and it was something that at at the mm -hmm. at the time, like I I would have been friendly with him, but I wasn't terribly close, uh, and but it was it was one of those ones that yeah. impacted everyone in the year um and uh, and probably yep. a couple above and below as well it was just it was uh, it was one of those significant ones and 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 again draw, draws your mind to it but it's yeah. it's something that i'm yeah I'm, as we're talking about this this aspect of mortality i'm i'm sort of aware um that yeah the like where you were talking about going through your heart attack um, th those years ago, and and obviously yeah. I'd, I'd mentioned um, my own heart issues yeah. and, and that sort of thing, but it, it was one that yeah for me um, the the issue mm -hmm. the the thing that there was was uncertainty, and but it was one that I had a I had the in my head through that period there was that ongoing uh well god you've shown you've shown me that you're you're with me in life and uh, and you you've got this yeah. uh i think i'd mentioned about the the sort of money situation there that there'd just been that 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 yeah. aspect of i've got you there um so that other stuff you don't need to be worrying right. about i've already shown you that i'm here and for me, the verse that resounded in mm -hmm. my head was to live as Christ to die as gain. Uh, and it was something yeah. that, mm -hmm. and I, yeah, it was just, I had that assurance of it in, in that 
that period. But mm. by the same token, I'm I'm also aware I wasn't in any great physical pain at that stage. I was, um, you know, there were a lot of other things that were going on, but it wasn't a painful yeah. time. I wasn't in agony. I, it yeah. was. It was just that that it was a holding pattern with a lot of uncertainty, and hmm. and there was a a sort of this um, elephant in the room, so to speak. That um, the the doctors didn't know what was going on, so it, there was a yeah, there was all of that. But it was it was one, you know, you're here, you've got this, and I'm assured of that. Um, and and it's something that yeah. you know I've I've looked on it, um, you know, and we we spoke about our own uh, our own fathers, and I've I've spoken with both you guys about about this, but it's um, like in the last year, my dad um, at the start of last year in particular uh, was really not very well, um, and and uh, okay. and he has. Um, with me being the eldest and being his business partner, and I have two siblings that are that are sort of in there as well that are uh, involved in all these chats, which sort of mm-hmm. dilutes a little bit of what I get of it, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, but it, but it's one like whenever Dad's <laughs> talking about, um, he'll he'll out of the blue start into. So I was over at um at such and such a church to get the the burial plots organized and like Dad. For flip's sake, <laughs> you, know, you know, if we're getting morbid, give me a wee heads up, yeah. you know. Uh, but it's it's that thing of, yeah. um, for me, there's there's the aspect of, you know, for my dad, he's not remotely concerned about him, um, because he's a con- he's mm-hmm. got a conference yeah. of where he stands with God, but he's very conscious of the responsibility that he bears towards particularly my mum, uh, but also to uh, to uh, me and my siblings. Um, but, uh, and, and not so much from any financial sense, but it's that that there's uh, mm-hmm. that things are clear and that there's no there's no sort of possibility of a, of uh, any um, unmet expectations or um, or that in his passing and and what's what's then passed on to family, um, so it's it's something that I've I've heard this chat, um, that that type of chat from him on an ongoing basis. And for me, there's a um, there's a sense in which that's it's a, an honor to be part of that conversation, but it's also gotten yeah. at a uh, in a lot of senses, because you know, this this is yeah. the guy who was my hero, and still is in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And, and whenever that's whenever yeah. someone's that um, being that vulnerable, and uh, and in some ways he is being vulnerable, in others he's just this is his coping mechanism as well. Um, but it's it's something that, mm. yeah, just sort of stepping into that interaction is is a, a is a, a challenge and i know having spoken to you guys you've had sort of similar types of of situations although expressed differently um and it mm. yeah i know i know for me there's 
that's nearly the thing that's more more challenging to interact with than than me being sick or me having my own vulnerabilities. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I would say it's a similar kind of thing. With my my dad's probably been in fairly good health most of mm-hmm. his life, um, and it was a couple of it's only a year ago, um, the Christmas yeah. the year twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen. Uh, you know, dad was waiting for bypass surgery. And I remember driving down in December 2017 to go see him, um, and that that actually was probably more of a, a, a I don't know a yeah a reality check for me in terms of mortality and considering it uh, than uh, yeah than my own incident like three mm-hmm. years previous at that point. Um, and I think it was because it, it, it was yeah. because of age as much as anything else. You know, that he 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 was waiting for bypass surgery, and um, would I be going in to talk to him and, and potentially because it's a serious yeah. surgery, even though it's done all the time? You know, yeah. would this be possibly the last time that we would chat? And wanting uh, with quite a resolve to to talk to him and to make sure that I had said thank you and to make sure I had said. You know, maybe you weren't yeah. perfect, but you did enough. You know, um, and uh, you know, just to to take those opportunities because yeah. there was for the first time that possibility that or maybe, that imminent that that uh, imminent possibility maybe you wouldn't see him again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, in a, in a weird way, even though I've been down yeah. a, a serious health road myself that moment mm-hmm. was much more yeah. real to me than uh than yeah, yeah than my own <laughs> so yeah i can i can relate yeah. to what you're saying Johnny. i think something i face in my in my circumstances i don't see my yeah my parents regularly of course like the last time i've seen my parents is in person is I still see pictures or see them if we if we do a video chat, mm. but th- there's a really yeah. big difference between, you know, yes. that virtual experience and actually spending yeah. time with your your parents. And every time I see them, you know, it would be this time it's six years have passed since I've seen them in person. Um, yeah. And that's I'm preparing myself for quite a a massive leap in yeah. Yeah. in the aging process. So I have a snapshot yeah. in my mind of what they look like, what they're capable Absolutely. of doing, um, the, their fragility, yeah. you know, how they spend their day. Um, and that's just yeah. a, an imaginary snapshot in my mind. And and when you do see, so if I chat with my parents and they say, oh, well, I can't mm. drive at night anymore. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I laugh it off, but then <laughs> if I chat with my brother or sister, you know, they explain, no, they, they actually can't, you know, they're, they're no longer yeah. physically capable of, mm. of handling a yeah. vehicle and seeing mm. at night. It does, it does remind you of the, to get a reality yeah. check <laughs> on, on, 
mm. of that situation there. No, I. But yeah, aging is a. There, there's this quote from a book that I, that I did finish reading. That, that, that had been called the book Mark halfway through. By yeah. Atul Gawande. <laughs> yes, that one. <laughs> uh, but one of the quotes that in that book, as I as I was telling you guys before, it's one of these books that you you read and after two pages, you, you just have to put it down and, and just sit and find a spot that you can stare at and think. Um, but there was this quote in the book where he says, if independence is what you're working for all your life, what yeah. do you do yeah. when that's gone? When independence is no more, what, 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 what really is your purpose? What is your, your yeah. objective in life if it was really about independence? So the, the author is not, he's not from a, from a Christian or, or even a form of, faith background but I, I found that a really challenging yeah. and, and profound thought um, about um, this perception of yeah. independence and, you know we could immediately be have so many yeah. um, either illness or fragility disability things can happen mm. in life that stop us from yeah. being independent um but it does not stop us from being an experience in humanity and that that's still part of humanity um there's this thing i've started saying up to because of an experience we had last year where i've made a distinction between healing and cure um, especially when we were praying for people. Um, so we've had an occasion where there were two people we were, two different people we were praying for to be healed and with really full yeah. expectation. Um, and they both mm-hmm. died. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so it made me start to question what, what does it really yeah. mean to be to be healed yeah and is healing different to cure you know because healing seems to be this restoration of of humanity and and dignity um yeah. in in christ whereas cure is yeah. getting rid of illness um and sometimes there's a necessity for illness to be for you to be cured to be healed yeah but healing isn't necessarily yeah the same thing as cure yeah yeah i yeah i've been thinking around this kind of thing i suppose in my job i i, I haven't mentioned my job yeah. in terms of this topic um but yeah um funerals are part of my work um and so uh you know coming coming across either death or uh, people who are uh, you know on that journey or people you know yeah. t- to their last days um, or people who are uh, just mm-hmm. struggling with illness um, uh, you know it's part of it's part of uh, my job and part of my life in that way 
Um, and so I do come across uh, and do contemplate, you know, uh, I guess, the meaning of it and the significance of it in terms of a religious context as well and um, yeah. and so on. And, but the it would be wrong to comment on any of the, I feel like it would be wrong to comment on any of the funerals of, uh, that have been to do with me being the minister. Um, right. <laughs> sorry, I just wanted your comment there. <laughs> um, and uh, but but our friend there mentioned her in a previous com- uh, podcast who who passed yeah. away around Christmas time. Um, uh, we very much believe that she was healed uh, of the cancer, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that the cancer r- returned because we live in a fallen yeah. world, and so with the brokenness of this world. It means that when I get the same as this, when I get it's kind of that same thing with Lazarus, the story yeah. of Lazarus, which the article was about, um, or it was formed around. Um, you know, Lazarus was risen from the dead, but then Lazarus died again. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't escape death. You know, mm-hmm. and and sadly for us, our friend Kelsey, she was healed. She was brought back from. I th- I think I'm right to say stage four cancer, you know, well, which is un- so unusual, so unheard yeah. of, and yet, um, she she has since died, and uh, we believe that she got an extra sort of year of life, um, a year an extra year spent with her gir- her girls uh, and so on, and it's that for me when we get into that realm or that area of of healing. Um, and prayer, um, it comes against that uh, overarching uh, truth that we live in a fallen world that will continue to be fallen, um, and God will move inside that at times to reveal himself and show his glory, but um, the fall yeah. will continue until he returns, until it's mm-hmm. all all shaped again and so so I, I just as you talk about the difference between cure and healing phil uh, for me that's that's the story which would come to mind i think that healings for sure happen yeah but but sickness can return um mm-hmm. and, and yeah uh, otherwise lazarus would still be alive <laughs> yeah you know that's true um but uh, we we struggle um, we struggle with suffering yeah. in the church, I mm-hmm. think. We struggle to accept that it's something that actually we all go through, that Jesus suffered. Um, we struggle that that means that, well, if he experienced it, surely we will too, you know. Um, we struggle with the idea and i think it comes through in a lot of places this uh, unsaid unspoken theology uh, or theological understanding that if i follow yeah. jesus then my life's going to be okay i don't yeah you know i'm not and it, it's yeah. a form of prosperity gospel it's just not in terms of finance yeah. it's in terms of health i've, I've, heard, health the, I've heard the talks of uh, god wants you well and it's yeah it, yeah yeah and and, and uh, in a yeah. in a broad yeah. on on rooted sense yes i think that's that that's true but it's it's also yeah. something that 
um, the challenge and suffering um, actually has the opportunity to, to work gold into our lives. Um, and it's something that, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, in, in everything I've, I've read in scripture, Jesus wasn't, he was one who was acquainted with our sufferings. And that, that to me is, is something that, yeah, it's, it's a solace. It's a strength in so much of, um, of what's, you know, the different things that we engage with. It's, yeah, this isn't alien to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you chose to uh, become incarnate, um, to become vulnerable uh, from a place of absolute majesty um, and to acquaint yourself uh, with all of that which uh, is frail about me um, and all of all of that which which is frail about any of us. And um, so that that to me, that 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 picture sort of overrides a lot of the, um, you know, yeah, uh, the accusations that that I could have mm-hmm. at any stage thrown at God. It's it's one that he's he's there in the midst. Um, that was my experience whenever I was sick. Um, he was there in the midst, and all and amongst all of our family, he he mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. um, he was good and he was kind. Um, and it didn't mean that I had a particularly shorter um, uh, recovery. And then a few months later, my dad broke his arm and it's still broken. Um, and uh, and okay. it's one, and I got to see his vulnerability in a whole new light in the midst of that. But God's, that doesn't take away from the yeah. fact that God was still good and he was kind in the midst of all of that circumstance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for yeah. me, there's a there's there's the aspect of what is God's character, and how do we hold that up against our circumstance, um, um, and and view our circumstance in the light of who God is, rather than the other way around. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So this in the book I mentioned, um, the this guy he he was a physician or he is a physician. His dad was a physician as well. Um, the end of the book is quite profound because his yeah his dad dies, and he talks a lot about you know it was it, it was bizarre to see his father who had had these conversations of of death and dying yeah. with so many patients um deal yeah. with his own mortality at the end of of his life and one of the images that comes through in this book it's called being mortal again is that our our lives are our stories tell a story and again it's not a it's not a book written from a from a christian perspective but there's so much for me as a as a believer and and a christian that I can take from this and and yeah. get real insight that challenges me. This is one of the one of the phrases. Sorry, sorry, one of the sections from from the book that I found challenging. When our time is limited and we are uncertain about how best to serve our priorities, we are forced to deal with the fact 
that both the experiencing self and the remembering self matter. We do not want to endure long pain and short pleasure, yet certain pleasures can make yeah. enduring suffering worthwhile. The peaks are important, and so is the ending. And it's that, it's that image again of our lives being stories, and any story isn't just a, yeah. a straight line or a constant peak. It does go through peaks and valleys, and the memorable parts of a story are those high points, um, those low points, um, and the ending. You know, and and that sort sort of a profound recognition that or mortality is about telling, um, yeah, a story, mm. and that story is going to consist of high points of of joy and and excitement and celebration, mm. but also grief, yeah, suffering, pain, mm. yeah, um, and at some point in time, an end. Yeah. 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 And maybe I could suggest that we uh, we 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 pause this conversation, yeah, and pick it up again, um, if that's all right. I think that yeah, um, that's yeah. a good pausing point as well. Um, I think that there's yeah, it's made me think about a guy called Lewis Smead, so I'll I'll pick up on that, um, in the next yeah. uh, the next recording, um. And I think it, if we maybe lay a teaser of saying, you know, let's think more about um, yeah. suffering and healing, uh, and maybe also uh, how do we how do we fit together that you know the, the the scriptural commands of be joyful at all times or in everything, and everything give thanks, uh, be mm-hmm. joyful, uh, and the joy of the Lord, yeah, and everything give thanks, um, and yet with some of these things which are some of the most tragic or yeah. terrible times of our lives how do those things hold together if we are going to have integrity in in this faith of ours and um, yeah uh, so it uh, does. does that sound like a plan that sounds like a plan yeah good stuff well man um sorry for being only partly here <laughs> but the part that you were here was the, the part we like so that's okay yeah Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, but yet, you know, hopefully I'll feel a little bit more awake next time. I don't know why, particularly not feeling so good. awake this time. But there we go. Wow. Uh, just busyness, tiredness. That's um, all that jet lag from uh, Yeah, look, uh, good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's 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 the work yeah. lag from being back. <laughs> work but, lag. Yeah. That's an interesting really concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, no, that, that's good. Yeah. Yeah.